Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool center. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Okay, just on the temper of betcher text line, good on you, Josh from Canning Vale. Says, Haggers, which one is it uh, you've been saying all year that Monday and Five can't play in the same mm-hmm. side next year, which is correct? And now you're saying he's hanging up the boots, oh. uh, trying to say yeah, he's hanging up early. So, why so early? Yeah. Oh, okay. Look, well, maybe I've been a bit confused there. I think I'm surprised that it's so early before the finals. That's not. Mm. I didn't think David Mundy should play this year, uh, Josh, from Canning Vale. I really thought late last year that Nathan, uh, David Mundy should not play 2022. Fife's going to be available at some stage. There's not room for the two of them. They need to, to bring on some of these young players. I thought O'Driscoll and Chapman were going to be threatening. Uh, Akers was a good player. Uh, certainly Aish was a good player. They could play more. So, But if there's a confusion there, Josh, not that it's early in terms of retiring too early, I, I was surprised when it came out on Monday that it was done before the finals mm, even. Okay. Fremantle's priority is not David Mundy and what David Mundy feels about being forced to retire right now or he's going to do life after what I've actually heard that the Fremantle and David Mundy are now going to look at trying to An play Kate. Yeah, trying to sort of okay. ease his ill feeling in, in a lot of ways to provide, provide him with a job as of next year. First thing, as soon as he finishes playing, we'll get you a spot in the, in the club. Now, I don't think that could be something in the football department, coaching department, because you've... Development? Well, whatever, as long as it's paid outside the soft cap. Yeah. So more so in promotions and marketing, I would have thought David Mundy's going to be someone who can help sell their corporate packages, for instance, plus do a bit of ambassadorial work with their next generation. Well, there's plenty that David Mundy could Mm. do on for, say, I don't know, 250 a year, 300 a year. I'll take that. For that sort Why of Why would work. you take a cut in pay? Oh, please. <laughs> Haggers, let's look at West Coast. Uh, sorry, Western Bulldogs Fremantle. Just looking at the Dockers now. This is at 2.35 Saturday afternoon. Uh, in is Tucker and O'Driscoll. Out is Henry and Collier. Both been omitted. A Banfield who both was Both of those. Who was O'Driscoll's, O'Driscoll's now uh, healthy. He's been injured. Tucker... Uh, has been in such good waffle form. And yeah. Justin Lomier indicated early this week. Played very I, well for Peel last week. I thought Tucker would come in a couple of weeks ago mm. for the likes of a Collier or a Banfield uh, to make a bit of change. Henry, I think he's been carried. I'm not surprised that, that there's changes there. Tucker perhaps on a high half forward wing. O'Driscoll as a wing rotation uh, through the midfield. So they, And they're bigger bodies. Mm. And, and the other gonna... thing I'm not sure about, because Banfield, Johnson, Henry and Wilson have been listed as emergencies, which of those players has actually travelled? Okay. And who could possibly be... Uh, well, Banfield's the most likely sub, the isn't The sub. It? You think so. You think so. I think he does a good job at it, just quietly. Yeah, yeah. And on the other hand, of course, the Bulldogs uh, coming in is Keith, Trelaw and Darcy. And by the way, Darcy, Sam Darcy, who is the son of Luke Darcy, makes his debut. Obviously, um, Sam's been through a bit to, uh, to get to the point where he's been playing um, enough minutes to convince us that he's, uh, he might be ready for a game. And so you're making your debut this week, big fella. Yeah.
immediate reaction, mate? How do you feel about that? Um, yeah, just unbelievably excited. Just, yeah, pretty overwhelming to be honest. Just emotional, but no, just super excited oh, to get out there. How's awesome, Luke yeah. Beveridge there? Remember early in the year he should have said, oh, gee, I'd like to turn, the, to, turn a bit of a reversal on some of these media conferences, some of you media people. He, his first chance to actually <laughs> conduct his own interview, he says... How do you feel? <laughs> yeah, it's a good story, and no doubt Dad will be pretty proud, of course. I wonder if you call uh, that Channel game. 7. I wonder if you call that yeah, game. Yeah. Uh, so, Luke Darcy, of course, a, a Western Bulldogs. Uh, I think it's a Fox game, actually, at 2.35 so, on yeah. Saturday afternoon. Um, just quickly on that, a couple of things. Keith and Trelaw going back into that team, I, I, I sense that they've had a bit of a, uh, a forward plan on Fremantle, Saturday, after, Saturday evening, Melbourne time under the roof the week after they play Geelong mm. down at Geelong. Keith up against Lobb, Tabner, you know, Williams, Trelaw back for run, Cordy down the back. That is a group. Dale, all-Australian form again, high possession winner. That's a defensive division that uh, uh, Fremantle will struggle to penetrate. And when you look at some of the, the figures and what we can expect for on Saturday afternoon, Peter, Perth time, uh, Fremantle have been struggling to score and, and the last four or five weeks especially, as you mentioned out on Monday. But they're 13th in the competition for scoring just 78 points a game. Now, the Bulldogs are fifth at 92 points a game. There's a big turnaround straight away. But one, one thing I think we can absolutely expect is that these the ball will, will bounce around. Both of these sides, Fremantle and the Bulldogs, love sharing the ball. Fremantle, number two in the competition for average of possessions per game, 382 mm. a game. That's number two. The Bulldogs are number four at, at 377. So not much between them. So you can imagine how high a possession a game this can be and how quickly they can run it forward. Fremantle first in handball. And the likes of McRae averaging 31 possession. I mentioned Bailey Dale. Well, he averaged, him and Trelaw averaged 27, 28 possessions each off the half-back line. So that's how attacking this game is going to be. It's, it could be quite thrilling, but with such such an outcome resting on it for the Bulldogs especially and Fremantle's top four chances. Fremantle don't win this. That's it. I don't think they can finish yeah. top four. So it is a massive game, but I can think we can expect a hell of a lot of ball use, a lot of inside 50s. Uh, the likes of uh, the Bulldogs, they're fourth, averaging 56 and Fremantle, who have dropped away a bit in the last few weeks, that hasn't been in as nearly as much down to about the high 30s, 40. They're still averaging about 50 per game. So we can expect a lot of fast ball movement in this. And if Fremantle get that sort of game going, that's their best chance. Mm. And there's a bit of a story uh, bouncing around about Buddy Franklin. We'll bring uh, that information to you uh, before the show's out as well. Let's go to Lise. Hello, Lise. How are you? Hi, Peter. Hi, Kim. Yeah, Hi, good. Alyssa. Thanks, guys. All right, uh, guys, I hear you going until 7 o'clock tonight. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. We've got so much to get through. I'll, I'll send you the invoice then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, Haggis, if I, if I won a huge amount in Lotto, yeah. I'd sponsor you guys so would you, you can go, go longer in your show. Yeah, bloody oath I would. Okay. Well, even if you sponsored us <laughs> for a couple of bucks a, a program, it's more than what we're getting. <laughs> we do this for love, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know you do, because um, you love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, guys, just just to, I want to touch on a um, couple of things. Um, firstly, on the on the Eddie Betts thing, um, I just find it really um, sad that these things got to come out four and a half years later, and and it all gets written into a book. How many times do you mm, hear yeah. that happening? That they that all everything comes out in 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 a book, and I just don't think that that's right. Things things should come out when it happens. So it's dealt with and done with and everybody can move on. 
Rep- and, represent, um, represent with this question, Lisa. Represent uh, our total audience. Are you going to buy the book, though? No. Oh, okay. I, I thought you might say yes. He's <laughs> such a footy, footy sports. <laughs> well, I'm nut. saying no at this. St- <laughs> I'm saying no at this stage. Father's Day coming up. I, Christmas when, coming up. But when I walk past Dimmicks, it might be a different story. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And just and and you know, there's been a whirlwind week, hasn't it, with two two greats retiring. Um, but I, I was sort of pricked my ears up yesterday morning when I heard Justin Longmuir. Um, there was a snippet of him, what he said on the news yesterday morning. And he came out and said that, um, that we should put our um, differences aside and our emotions and get on with the rest of the season. Um, and I thought, hmm, what do I read into this? Is there cracks? Um, with, with, and that's why Monday's come out and, and announced his retirement? I don't know. I don't know. Whether, did you guys hear that at all? Yeah. I mean, David Mundy didn't want to retire. He's been chasing Fremantle's management for a few weeks now to give them, him some indication of prospects for a contract for next year. And uh, late last week, he was told that he, he wouldn't be getting one so that he, he wasn't required for 2023. And as I said uh, earlier on, and seemingly confused one or two people, I, I'm surprised that that conversation and ultimate outcome was allowed to take place when you're about to play the the most important home and away game in nearly a decade, and then a final series, win or lose on Saturday, Fremantle are still going to play finals because I think they can. I, I reckon they'll beat West Coast in the Derby, mm-hmm. and I think they'll beat Western Sydney the week after. So they'll probably finish fifth or sixth. They could finish fourth if they win on Saturday and then win their last two as well because they're chasing Collingwood spot. I think Collingwood will slip out, but it's still going to be difficult to knock Brisbane out of third or fourth spot. But Fremantle are playing the most important home and away game in nearly a decade, and the week has been about David Mundy disgruntled. I, I think there is, uh, I, I seriously think there is a bit of um, disunity, disharmony, uh, and ill feeling around Fremantle. Sean Darcy's not a happy camper. Well, not a happy camper at all on the on Luke Jackson stuff. I think Lisa's still there though. Yeah. Um, and so sorry, Lisa. That, so that but, confirms but, what you're but hearing. But that happens as well. in any workplace, I reckon. It's got to be well handled, though, yeah, Peter. It's got to be well but managed. It, but it happens in any every workplace. People think of when they're bringing this big recruit, even in the media, all of a sudden yeah, there's talk that this big recruit's going to come into your organisation. You start thinking about it. Now, how will it impact my employment? Yeah. Uh, how will my role change if it changes at all? So you start to think about it more and so more. So what are your alternatives? Well, the alternatives, you can't you can't appease the players. You can't come out definitively and say you're, nothing's going to change for you because they don't know, firstly, if they're going to get him. They reckon they're going to get him for sure, but there's nothing's a fait accompli yet. Well, significantly so, in recent times has been some comment coming from, from Melbourne Football Club leaders, president... Max uh, coach Gorn. Max Gorn, so we're president, coach, captain, yep. all saying, "Well, we will still want to have a communication with Luke Jackson before he makes his final decision." So Gorn's got even gone as far as saying he believes he'll be there next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one of the biggest problems. So we- it's not unusual what's happening at Fremantle. There's players that'll be impacted by Jackson coming. Would think to myself, well, where does that leave me? Well, there's some unrest at Fremantle. We we can we and can and maybe stems from a bit of that. A lot of that, especially the big Sean Darcy. I mean, he's contracted for two more years because he is... hasn't been the player that we saw in oh, the first half of the season. Reclining, reclining. Uh, but he's also pivotal to Saturday night's potential success. With we talked there about we haven't got into it, but clearances and and contested ball and so on, all the the big numbers there. He up against Tim English, who is in the form of his career. 
that becomes a big outcome. You know, does the ball go to Fremantle boys or does, does uh, Tom Liberatore shark it, for instance, or does Tom Liberatore and, and Bontempelli and McRae get clean ball from Tim English? So a disgruntled Sean Darcy, who's not comfortable at all with how he was handled last Friday by Josh Carr at halftime and post-match, mm-hmm. nor was Rory Lobb. So they've both, there's a bit of unrest there. And, of course, we haven't touched on Matthew Tabiner holding his spot yeah, we talked about Alex Keith going back in, how difficult it's going to be to, to, to perhaps get clean ball against the Bulldogs' defence. And Matt Tabiner couldn't touch it last week. Yeah, Didn't touch it till three, had one possession till three-quarter time. So there is, there is some concerns at Fremantle. You say, yeah, it happens in every workplace. Well, it does. It's got to be me- – well, how, how well how are those workplaces? Footy's how... a different sort of place than most workplaces. It's, it is a workplace. It's very different, You Peter. go there and you meet the same people every day like you do in any workplace. Oh, you don't go and get buffeted on Saturday afternoon by an opposition that are trying to trying to take you out and, and ha- yeah, finish better but, on the No, s- but I'm talking about the external feelings, the external uh, noise that happens. And that's what we're talking about. That's what's unsettling. Not so much the buffeting of what happens. Well, when you're in match mode, you're in match mode. It's all the external stuff Not that's if you've happening. got distractions. Yeah. You're not, well, hang on. You're not as switched into match mode as perhaps Freeman are worth for the first three months of the season. Mm. They're nowhere near that like, like yeah. that now. I've come to work occasionally and I'll, I'll verify when you've heard something, you thought, no, I don't really like that, if, what I'm hearing. And you come to work feeling a bit flat. Yeah. Do you then go to management and say, listen, I'm hearing that such and such well, is going to happen? Well, yeah, depending on the situation, yeah. yes. Yeah. And if management hasn't got the answers, then where does it leave you? We'll take a break. Uh, thanks, Lisa, for your call. We appreciate it. Uh, love having you on the program. It's 27 to 6.